Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, today is Arbor Day, and I think between 2 and 5 in Westport, they're giving away some seeds in the back of Town Hall, and we just have to pray that we're lucky enough to see those seeds grow into these big, beautiful trees that we are so blessed to be surrounded by. Connecticut is 61% covered by forest, in case you didn't know. And Vicki McCarthy is the one who keeps her eyes on the trees. She is a licensed arborist herself. She operates out of Save a Trees, New Milford Branch in Fairfield County, in which they provide, and Save a Tree all around our area provides care service to all of our towns, including tree removal, tree pruning, tree and lawn fertilization, and lawn disease and tree and shrub management. In addition to this, Vicki McCarthy herself is personally a master gardener and a beekeeper and a really nice, nice lady. Vicki McCarthy, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Welcome back. And thank you, by the way, and thank you to the people at Save a Tree for being our sponsor. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome, Lisa, and thank you for having me on and for all the nice accolades. <laughs> Happy Arbor Day, everybody. Happy Arbor Day. Okay, so yesterday you were in my backyard, and you said to me, I don't know where to begin. I don't know what to begin talking about first. I'm going to begin by having you explain what you discovered on my big tree in the backyard, what kind of tree it is, because I think it's relatively common. And I want you to share with everybody what you were telling me about something that looks like a pine cone but isn't on my tree. Yeah, Um that is actually a Norway spruce, and yours is about 30 years old. You know the exact date of that, mm-hmm. the age of that tree, because you planted it very below. No, I didn't. I didn't, but it was planted right before was, I got here. Right before I got here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Norway spruce are amazing. I mean, they're one of the species of tree that did so well during uh, Irene. They're very resilient, but like all other trees that are suffering from drought, past years of different weather than we've had in the past, they're a little stressed out. And like us, when they're stressed out, their immune system goes down, they attract insects and diseases. So that's why it's great to have an arborist over just to take a look around to see what they can see, because sometimes we see things that other people can't see. Um, Your spruce happens to have a spruce gall 
insect, and a it, it tries What's to. What's it called? It, it, What's it called? It's. A, <laughs> it is a spruce gall midge. And gall, it G-A-L-L? Is, G-A-L-L? G is in George? G-A-L-L, okay. yes. Spruce and gall these, midge, okay. These insects have very clever camouflage. They disguise themselves, and uh, that's why an arborist knows what to look for. And it stresses the tree out. But you handed it to me, Vicki. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you handed to me something that looked like a small pine cone. And you said to me, this is an insect, but I didn't see any bug. Yeah, sometimes, you know, there's other bugs that are similar that look like a pine cone, and they hide themselves in this pine cone-like shape. And the bugs are actually interior, and they come out. And what they do is they pierce into the leaves of plants and they suck the chlorophyll out of the leaves and they actually rob the tree of the food it needs is is how I would put it. So a lot of these insects can be managed through treatments and we also like to fertilize the trees to give them the assistance to recover from that insect damage. So there are a lot of insects uh, out there right now um, that need to be managed so that the trees can recover from what they've been dealing with the past few years of drought. Now, when you say managing the insects, you know, let's talk about what that means because, you know, the word pesticide is a, is a nasty, horrible word. And when we talk about insects, we obviously don't want insects that are killing trees to stay on that tree. What are we doing in the environment? Are we killing them where they are? Are we making them not come back to the tree? What are we doing when we manage insects in terms of saving the tree? You always ask the best questions. Um, The great thing about Save a Tree is we are environmentally responsible, and we actually use a lot of different organizations to help us vet for the lowest toxicity Uh, products. We actually work with Cornell University and we use the environmental impact quotient so that we make sure we're using firstly organic products where we can and secondly there are traditional products that we need to use to manage insects but they are at the lowest toxicity because all of our customers have wells, children, pets. We love our environment and we are actually very committed And every year we're working towards initiatives to transition to the newest science uh, for environmental impact. And also, Lisa, as a side note, uh, since 2019, we've been in an initiative to transition all our equipment to the newest battery-powered equipment where possible, where, you know, the technology is there. And you always talk about the noise and everything else. Save a Tree is a, is a huge corporation, and we're totally committed to working towards environmental stewardship and reducing the carbon footprint, and not all companies are doing that. So that's something I think is really important to think about when you are working with any business to understand uh, when you're doing business with a company that's eco-friendly. And as you say, how are we dealing with these insects? Pests, 95% of pests are beneficial. It's only 5% that are the bad ones. And certain ones have to be, uh, like, uh, for instance, the uh, train station just broke out with the bed bugs. 
There's right. not really right. a good no. organic product kill the bed to use right. in right. that situation, it. okay? Right. I get yeah. It. So yeah. kind yeah. of the same thing with trees. We, we use uh, environmental-friendly products where we can't use something that's OMRI certified. But even in our, our traditional programs that are not totally organic, we have organic products. Firstly, that's our number one thing to use incorporated into our traditional programs when it comes to lawn care and fertilizing trees. So, and when you're talking about dealing with insects, you're never killing all of the insects. You are actually reducing their population to allow that tree to come back to health because okay. trees are great healers. Mm. Oh, yeah. we ha oh, So, in other words, when you say great healers, the tree can heal itself. Because I got so nervous yesterday when you said that my tree was sick, and it does look a little sick. Now, what really yeah. surprised me, we're chatting 203-333-9422 if you've got a question for Vicki McCarthy, Master Gardener. Um, I had a question about this cracking in my yard in the middle of mud. This, this is the weird part. So, you know, my backyard... <laughs> is almost like a smushy wetland in and of itself. It neighbors a stream, and it's just very, like, mossy, smushy, muddy. But I noticed that the ground cracks. It has cracks in this hard-packed earth. And you explained exactly. to me that this is a result of the drought last year. Yeah. Soils are very interesting. Uh, we have a lot of treatments just for soils so that we can organically enhance soils to help roots get through soils. And you have a vernal pool there, which means you've got a lot of pooling of underground springs coming underground and water that overflows from your little stream. So it robs the soil of oxygen there. And it becomes like a desert when the sun comes out and dries it up after that vernal pool That's is gone. That's what it looks like. It looks like that That's desert exactly what it looks thing. like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's so important. We have a lot of specialized equipment to break up compaction for trees. And, you know, for instance, after that, you know, tropical storm, a lot of waterways got rerouted and trees are suffering. We actually have specialized products to help trees release uh, the toxins from being immersed in water from storms and, and other things. So there's a lot of things that arbors can do to help save trees and increase their viability, which um, is a very good thing to do since they do so much for us. And okay, I've they got do some so much for us. I've yeah. got two questions. Um, One okay. says, I have, I have found many woodpecker holes in two of my cedar trees. One of them is quite large, yet the tree seems to be healthy. Is this a concern? It's wonderful that 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 question is being asked because a lot of people are seeing very large holes, and that is from a very large pileated woodpecker, which we're happy to have around. Oh, it's beautiful, that I, bird. I've seen it once or twice. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's just amazing. And and that means that our ecology in our environment is, is doing great. They often will poke holes for different reasons, sometimes going in there after insects. Sometimes they want to create a nest. However, um, with some some assistance from maybe a deep root feeding, the tree actually can recover. Uh, from that. And I, I've experienced that. Um, I saw a couple of trees that were devastated by woodpeckers, but they, the trees have their own way of healing. And that bark uh, can eventually over time cover up that hole and survive. 
Okay, so Which you're saying that if you see a big hole in a tree, you shouldn't ignore it and assume the tree is healthy. You should probably get somebody in to look at it, but that <laughs> the, the, but there can be a treatment that it can be fed and come back. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Exactly. All that's, right, we've got a listener best, with a question. Bet. All right, thank you, Vicki. Who do we have, Justin? Who's calling? Gloria has a B question for you, Vicki. Gloria from Westport, you're on the air with Vicki McCarthy. Hi, Vicki. Um, Hi. Hi. Uh, I have something here what I'd like you to do is confirm whether this is correct. To help the bees, you mix two two tablespoons of white sugar and one tablespoon of water, and you mix really well, and you put them out in small bowls. Ah. Is that helpful? I heard that on TV a while ago. Um, That's... Very helpful. There are a lot of different varieties of bees. And in Connecticut, we have a lot of different varieties of bees. So we have honey bees that we harvest honey from. And we also have a lot of solitary pollinators, ground bees, large, small, and a whole assortment of hornets and wasps. So they are looking for nectar in the natural environment. I love the idea that you're thinking that way and you want to assist, and certainly that would help a lot of pollinators, especially when the nectar flow from flowering plants is low. The other thing I would encourage you to do is plant plants that bees like the nectar from. And also, I know Lisa has mentioned on her show about no mo may. Oh yeah, one of the I mean, reasons, definitely. Yeah, we're going yeah, to end up being, reasons, end up being no mo may and the last week of April, as it turns out. So we're yeah. going to be no mowing for five weeks, and I'm good with that. I'm excited about it. Actually. Yeah, and be, the uh, reason yeah, I have that an actual is, lawn. I don't. I don't. We don't. We don't have a normal lawn here. <laughs> it's all natural. Well, that's great. So you've got regular flowers from these. Uh, quote-unquote weeds or wildflowers that are populating your lawn that those pollinators will go to and take the nectar from. Oh, really? So in the winter, 
Oh, yes. Oh. That's the re- that's one of the reasons we want to have no mow may is to allow those weeds to flower to create that nectar for the pollinators. Because one of the first plants they go to coming out of winter is the skunk cabbage. And you know there's not a lot of flowering things at that time of year. What Eventually, kind of the red oh, maple. What, what, what kind of cabbage did you say? Uh, you say skunk cabbage. Oh, we've got a million of them here. I live near Dead Man's Brook, and there's thousands oh. of them. Yes. So you so have a lot of habitat. Yes. Yeah, we are very natural. Everything I've done here for the mess whatever he is, very natural. Um, so I did not know that bees of the other animals, that the skunk, cap, skunk cabbage, there was a purpose to them. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. me neither. Yeah, and it's one of the first food for our, our bears as well. So, <laughs> you know, bees and bears, they're, they love that skunk cabbage and those early wetland plants, the red maples that create a flower, hummingbirds also. So there's a lot of animals that rely on the flowers out there. So everything we can do to promote that. And that's why another good reason to have an arborist out because potentially you might not appreciate something as much until you find out. I've, I've talked we to a lot of people a couple, about birds and bees. Yeah, we've had a couple of arborists out. Some that yeah. are not really good at what they do. What they want to do is cut down trees. And other yeah. ones that are more naturalist and gave me helpful hints on, you know, if you're going to, there were small trees that were not as, wouldn't allow the larger trees to stay as healthy as they would. So she had us cut down these little teeny ones, and she was very impressed with the fact that I had a natural lawn. And uh, but another question about hummingbirds: I have the hummingbird feeder. You know, where you put the sugar water in that thing, yes. and the they don't really go to it. I don't know why. I've never. Um, seen- probably you have so many natural uh, nectar plants for them to go to. They would prefer the natural plant. And oftentimes they're very fussy. They're very fussy. You can, when you have a feeder with sugar water or a bowl with sugar water, it's very susceptible to getting fungal uh, problems, and they can smell that. It's if it's if the water's not fresh. Don't put out the so don't put out the bowls. I'm taking care of them the way. Don't put out the bowls for the bees. For the bees. I think sounds to me like you're doing all the right cultural things and. Um, is it possible, you know, is it possible? I, you don't even have to put out sugar. I would just put out a bird bath with water. They appreciate the water. Well, we have a stream. Don't they use the, the white net, the property? I have Dead Man's Brook. Wouldn't they be using that? They would. No? Okay, they I'll would. put out water. I'll put out water. Is it possible yeah. I feed the? I feed all the birds here. We have two squirrel busters hanging uh what do you call it, bird feeders and two large trays. Is it possible the hummingbirds are going to that? I just never see them. I've seen one here in 30 years. Well, if you plant plant bee balm, which is a plant called Minarda, I guarantee you will see those hummingbirds on that plant. What is the name of the plant? It is bee, like in honeybee, B-E-E. B A L M B bomb. I okay. like the red variety. There's a red. There's purple and pink varieties, but I like the red variety. 
And then you can report back if you saw a hummingbird after you plant that plant. Thanks, Gloria. This is great information. Bye-bye. Vicki, you're such a wealth of information. Thank oh, you so thank much, you. Gloria, for calling. We've got Thanks. one other question from a, a listener. Somebody wants to know about the beech trees. I know last year we spoke about this horrible thing going on with these magnificent beech trees. Is there, is there any solution yet to what's happening? I am so happy to report that, yes, we have been experimenting with different treatments for the beech leaf disease. And um, we finally have a treatment. That's amazing. Now, what, what can kind you of hear treatment? Me, Lisa? And I can hear you. Can you hear me? I'm right okay. here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm hearing, so, some, so, I'm hearing other noises, but it's okay. Um, yes, so beech leaf treatment. Please call an arborist. Find out if you have beech trees, and if you do, there's a wonderful treatment that we can begin. Um, and that is really good news. That is fantastic news. I'm so happy. All right, we have one more. People are going to line up. It's just going to become the Lisa Wexler Gardening Show in a minute. Uh, Boz from Bridgeport, <laughs> you're on the air with Vicki McCarthy from Saver Tree. Hi, Boz. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Saver Tree, how are you? I just want to very quickly um, Saver Tree actually has done a, uh, a job for me. I have two plum trees in front of my the other house I own next door, and they had gotten a, a scale in it. This is a couple of years ago. So the one tree, we had to really cut it back. I'm telling you, there was maybe five leaves there. You should see that tree today. They came in in May, they, and I went with the treatment as they required, and the thing has come back. Uh, I've learned a long time ago trees are decompartmentalized. They say, okay, this is out. Let's go this way. But the shape of the tree and the way it looks is just absolutely gorgeous. The other one on the left is a little bit bigger. But this one is definitely going to catch up. Wait a minute, um, Boz. Does this mean that you actually can eat the plums? No, no. She no. These are plum trees. There's no food on it. No food. These are because I'm you know, always looking for fruit. I'm always looking yeah, they for call something them, I can uh, eat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> it is. now on my the house that I live in, I have a swamp maple, red, whatever you call it. It's about about 85 years old, and I've taken care of it the whole 38 years that I've been here. I've had it pruned. I've had um, uh, it fed. And I understand that the swamp maple can almost be treated like a bush. Unlike the Norway maple, you could raise the branches, but you can't cut them in. But the swamp maple, you can actually shape them, and then the, the shoots will, you know, intensify. Do you recommend feeding older trees? like this tree that I have here and it's blooming right now. It's, you know, it's doing its thing. It's got the poly noses up there. They'll probably be falling in a couple of weeks with that little red fiber that falls with it. Do you recommend feeding like an older tree like that? I I'm glad you asked that question, especially this year. If you have any favorite tree or tree that you want to live with for a long time, I would recommend treating trees with a biostimulant for the roots, which a lot of people refer to as fertilizing. Uh, Fertilizing is a little bit of a misnomer because trees make their own food. And so what we like to do, just like we did with the plums, is inject that with an arborist needle and get those roots stimulated, especially after a drought or like with compacted soil, like Lisa was talking about. So definitely we want 
We want to encourage people to take care of the trees that they love and prioritize the ones that they really want to take care of. And that would be awesome because, as you know, uh, it's amazing what these micronutrients can help the tree achieve. You're actually helping the tree help itself. And, you know, trees in the forest have the nutrients, but in the managed environment, they don't have as many nutrients. Right, we've created <laughs> deserts for them. They have to just get it from I don't and, know where. That's right. We keep And the other thing, the other thing too, is I live on a 50 by 100 lot. This tree is on the side yard. The side yard is maybe, you know, 15 feet and whatever. So I, it's not like I'm, I'm at an acre property, but um, the tree, I've had you know, we've had many storms here the 38 years that I've been here. And you know how many sticks I've, I've fallen on my swamp maple? Zero. And I think part of it is because I've had it pruned. I've had it shaped. I had it lowered one year about 10 or 15 feet. You know, it's big. And I think with the care, you know, um, you get the longevity. You know, uh, I'm in the home remodeling business. Sometimes I go on an estimate and these people have trees, these limbs are like forever. And I say, you may want to take care of that. Oh, really? Oh, you know, they wonder why some of these things, you know, some of these trees fall over sometimes because they're not cared for. They're either too big, they're way out too far, whatever the case may be. But if you're going to have trees on your property, you got to put your hand, you know what it means to have a green thumb? That you're willing to put your hand in your pocket and take care of these things. I love it. Thank you, Bob. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Well, Thank you for calling. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Thank yeah, I've, I've taken care of during the microburst in Weston in one neighborhood where we we did uh, tree work ritually. Every year we took care of the needs of the trees. And during the microburst, everybody around this particular house had damage, and that house had zero, not a branch on the ground. So when you do the deadwood pruning, you're really mitigating the liability of having expensive damage after storms, for sure. That's fantastic. Well, Vicki McCarthy, I think that you, you're you just a wealth of information. Thank you. Thank you to Save a Tree as well. And um, Thank you, Lisa. It's Arbor Day, so I think we could all, you know, <laughs> take a good look at our trees and think about helping them stay alive and beautiful because look what they give us. They give us everything. They give us shade. They give us oxygen. They give us beauty. They give us peace. I mean, and they give us homes for our wildlife. So what do, what do trees not give us? Shall we just all, you know, read Shelley, Sheldon, so, um, you know, The Giving Tree. We should just all read that. Yes, again. The Giving again Tree. Again. Yeah. All right. Vicki McCarthy, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have you back on again soon. What a pleasure. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks. We're going to be right back with the kindness of strangers here on WICC. You can call me at 203-333-9422. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 